PFT Media. Well, hey, kids. It is your buddy, Peter. It is, uh, what is it, April 1st, uh, 2020 at around, I don't know, what's it, like 6 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm putting the fishing touches on episode 235. I can't believe this one came out. I'm, I'm sort of freaking out a little bit. If you had told me four years ago when I was a little baby podcaster, I'd be talking to a rock star of this caliber. I would not have believed you. But uh, my friends over at the Modern Music Movement uh, helped us out, and we crossed our fingers, wrote some emails, and I got to talk to Amanda Kramer. She, uh, growing up, I, I loved the band the Information Society, and she is one of the original members. Uh, she's been in the Psychedelic Ferris since 2003. She's been in the Golden Palominos. If you don't know the Golden Palominos, uh, stop what you're doing right now, hit pause, and Google them, and then then download their records and listen to them. And she's been a member, a touring member of 10,000 Maniacs. She's worked with Susie Sue. She was in World Party. Uh, she's pretty much uh, worked with and been in a who's who of modern rock, the music that I love. And and uh, she's just delightful to talk to. I, uh, I Facebook night, what did I do? I, um, I used the iPhone, that thing. You know, the kids are doing FaceTimed her. And she was sitting in her kitchen in Bath, England, and uh, we talked for about uh, a little less than an hour. And she's just a joy. She's such a sweet, sweet person. I didn't want to hang up the phone with her. I really didn't. I, I felt like I, I could have walked over to my local coffee house, uh, Stardust, and sat there and talked with her there. She's just a lot of fun and a wealth of, of music knowledge and just cool as hell. Um. As of right now, as of the last time I checked, the Psychedelic Furs have a record coming out uh, May 1st. According to her, you know, it, it, the world is in an uncertain place right now. But if you're not a fan of the Psychedelic Furs, check them out. If you are a fan, uh, you're going to love the new record. I heard some of the new music off it. It's very cool. And I'm sure the minute the, the world calms down to a normal pace, they're going to go back out on the tour. So um, big thanks to the Modern Music Movement for helping me out with this one. Give them a, uh, a follow. There'll be links in the show notes to their Facebook page, and they're doing amazing things here in town. And we're working on some other really, really cool stuff. Shortly after uh, this one comes out, I should have an interview with Steve Kilby from The Church, founding member of The Church, and he's uh, a, a character in rock and roll, and I'm, I'm half terrified to talk to him and half totally excited to talk to him. So that should be a couple weeks after this one. Go over to scotchandgoodconversation.com. If you're a new listener, look around on the website. Uh, odds are you're going to find somebody that, uh, you, that I've interviewed that you want to take a listen to. And do me a favor. Um, take a look around my Patreon. It's patreon.com uh, slash scotchandgoodconversation. I've been trying to post there daily since I've been under quarantine. You know, it could be pictures. It could be a little blog. I do this thing where um, I get on video and just kind of uh, shoot from the hip. It's called, uh, I'm Peter Von Sports. I got a lot of shit on my mind. There'll be probably a new one going up shortly after this comes out, just talking about what it went in to do this interview. And if you feel so inclined, give me a buck or two uh, a month. And it helps me out, helps me keep the lights on here in Rosieland. Uh, like I said, big thanks to the Modern Music Movement. Give them a follow. Big thanks to Amanda for calling in. And big thanks to you guys. Uh, it means the world to me that one person listens. So uh, be nice to each other, uh, take care of each other, have a little patience, wash your hands, and uh, remember to breathe.
you for checking out the Scotch and Good Conversation. I believe it's episode 235. I am on FaceTime, which I've never done before. Uh, I've done it, but never to record with. Uh, with Amanda Kramer, hi. I caught you a minute. Hey there, cheers. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very good. You just got back from a walk. Uh, you're, uh, you said you're in Bath. What's the weather like over there? Actually, it's a gorgeous spring day here today. It's about, it's not, you know, warm, really cool breeze, but it, it's absolutely stunning. All the primrose and marigolds, everything's out. And I can't complain. I'm, uh, I'm wearing shorts. I don't mean to brag, <laughs> but, but I, I, I'm wearing shorts. And I uh, actually, right when, when you said I'm ready, I, I said, uh, can you give me two minutes? And I went and threw socks on because my feet were cold. But you're all wrapped up. You dress really cool, by the way. I, I, uh, I, I, I tell my wife all the time that I, I want to live someplace that's colder so I can wear layers. Like, I, I think I'm, I'm meant to be layers guy. But, uh, um, uh, well, you'd, are, are you from Florida originally? No, I, I was born up north. I was born in New Jersey. But I've been in Florida most of my life uh naughty, naughty. yeah anyway you should know better yeah <laughs> I, I, you should know how to get through the winter no yeah. i mean i like i like my my i told my wife like i i gotta go uh record an episode with a rock star and then i go i go outside and mow the lawn like that's that's my schedule today awesome. that's my, my 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 winter schedule Fantastic. uh you you may or may not listen these are three things that i know about you oh first of all i want i here's something i know about you i owe you an apology because uh, on Saturday, I accused you of oh, being in a band, The Wonder Stuff. That's okay. <laughs> and I... People make mistakes like that all the time. You'd well, be surprised. Well, because around the time that I was listening to The Wonder Stuff, I was also um, listening to World Party. And they in my oh, yeah. in, in my life they had come up around the same time and you that were you were in World Party and somehow I got I those two confused. So yeah. I, I I owe you an apology. Thank you very much. You you sure. you corrected me. No, of course not. I mean there's so many bands out there and so many names to know and so many repertoires to be familiar with. It's only human. But um and also when, when I'm in especially with World Party, it was very intense. So I kind of was kind of not aware of a lot of other stuff that was going on at the same time. I joined World Party in 94, and that's when I moved over here to the UK with them. I married uh, the bass player, David Catlin Birch. We were married for 10 years. So I've been here ever since. I've been here 25 years now. And at the time, World Party really, throughout the 90s, it really was my universe. Really. It, it never really was a big thing here in the States. I, know. I I got into them via it was a cult band. I toured with them in the states a lot. We so we toured all the time, but it was it was never a huge band anywhere. To be honest, World Party was like it was like a special secret in a way. You know, it was a musos band. It was a musicians band. All the musicians loved it, but it never had the hits. Which leads me to <laughs> the the next thing that I know about you. Uh, when I first moved to Orlando in 1992, I, I used to DJ a bit. And mm -hmm. I, I had a, a management company that would get me gigs. And if you, if you called up the management company, uh, it was called pure energy, uh, <laughs> uh entertainment. Wow. So I, I think, I think they, they owe you a little bit of money somehow. I think That's hilarious. <laughs> it, I'll let Paul know. it was very telling of that. Well, if you can find them, they owe me money too. <laughs> so, really so, funny. uh, you were part of information society. That's how you came on my radar. I mean, uh, it, it, yeah. initially. 
that was really my, you know, I came on anyone's radar. To yeah, yeah. Be I mean, I wasn't, you know, till then I was, you know, uh, I had played in bands, but at that moment in time, oh goodness, I was in Boston. Okay. At the museum school, at art school for a year um, in 85. And one of the members of Information Society was in my video class. And at the end of the year, he said, I'm in this band in Minneapolis and we've got a single coming out on Tommy Boy. Do you want to come and tour with us for the summer? And I was having a really bad time with my boyfriend at the time. So I thought this was a really great <laughs> excuse way to just go stay. take off. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up staying two and a half years and getting a gold record. So that was a big lucky accident, of course. I, I and kind of put me on everyone's radar. The, I've noticed this, and you talk about it a little bit on other podcasts I listen to. It, and I'll, I'll put links in the show notes, though. I can't remember the name of it right now. Is uh, you, you, you seem, I have this, you seem to have a lot of lucky life accidents because you put yourself into interesting places. Is that true? I think that's possible. You know, I think that um, a couple of things, you know, might have added to that. I was very, um, I never wanted to be rich or famous. None of that ever mattered to me at all, but I was very tenacious and determined to make a living at music because I had studied it since I was six. And punk rock is just kind of what was going on when I was in college and was a music major at UC Santa Cruz. That's where I first started playing in bands. And I don't know, I just, you know, it's just always been important. God, your face lights up so much when you talk about music. I love it. Like if you <laughs> if you could look in this room, there's there's a yeah. lot of a but, lot of but, music nonsense it, in here. You know that, and then I think also possibly, you know, I you know, I grew up in New York, so you know, in, I grew up in Manhattan in the '60s and '70s. You had to be pretty independent back then. And oh yeah, different place. You know, a lot of freedom. I was taking the subway by myself to school by the time I was 10. That was my school bus. You know what I mean? So, But I was a tall kid. So, you know, you didn't have to be afraid to, you know, kind of let me out. And I had very, very close relationships with my godbrothers who were around very close to my age. And I think that's kind of what made me kind of bus worthy, if you will, in terms of um, playing bands as a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. When you join a band, it's not just the record. You know, it's like you know, 24 seven for months and months and months on end, you have to look at these people. Oh. You've managed <laughs> you to get along pretty well, you, but you've managed to roll with the punches and, and like somehow like I, I follow you on Instagram and I'll put links mm -hmm. in the show notes. You have a, a, a beautiful Instagram. Like oh, it, it, it's, I, I, I hate Facebook. I like Instagram oh, because yeah. it's, uh, I'm with you. It, it, to me, it's a little bit of more kind of an artistic thing. And uh, more it, visual. It, it seems like you get out and walk around and stretch your legs and find beauty and colors and shapes and, and try. Yeah, it, it, this is it. You know, I try to, you know, I just try to take, you know, whatever's around me and enhance it. And, you know, because the world is such a beautiful place. And, you know, all of us have our, you know, problems and our ill wills. And if anything you can do to just bring a bit of more beauty to me is of great significance, whether it's musically or visually and I'm not someone who draws terribly well so I found this outlet with the phone just you know by accident yep, yep. again but thank you so much I really love doing it oh it, it shows it's really beautiful without overthinking this everybody overthinks this top three bands singer songwriters or musical performers in your world right now go 
Whoa, no, that's too heavy, hard. right? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm not that fast. No, okay, so wait, is it three altogether or three of just, just three. Just top three bands or whoever makes music in your world right now. Okay. Um, well, uh, gosh, I've been really naughty lately, not listening to much. I mean, except, you know, well, Psychedelic Furs, absolutely. The new record's fantastic. So I've been hearing a lot of that. Um, and uh, then um, I'm a big fan of this Icelandic band, Sigur Ross. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them, and um, I've, you know, I know they're not new or anything. But I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm listening to like there's an obscure Norwegian composer who lives in L.A. who I'm into right now. Every time but I, anyway, you know, whatever. I don't really listen to um, bands anymore that much. You know, really, I don't know. You know, I mean, I I listen to them on tour. I play with them eight months a year, <laughs> and when I come home, I'd rather hear something else. It's interesting to me, and especially because uh, I'm, I'm. I need both. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I, putting down. I, I, I need an oral break from the whole experience. Quite honestly, and I try to play more acoustic or, um, you know, things um, that are more instrumental. I'm 52, and. It's interesting, like people who, who grew up like into music, like going to shows and, and supporting yeah. bands and stuff like that. There's so much, we have access to so much music now. Like it's just it's insane to me. It's, it's almost exhausting. And I find myself less into music now, which and I can't, I'm trying to figure out this happy medium where I, I get to discover new bands and yes, you know, well, you'll. Absolutely. It must be difficult. I mean, I get it more just in my profession when I'm on the road, other people play me things or we have a great young opening band that I've never heard of. That's the best. Every night for a month or, you know, this sort of thing. So I get, you know, I'm pretty involved with younger musicians, so I get it more that way. And we've had, I mean, in the last, you know, 10 odd years, we've had some really brilliant younger bands you know fantastic you know they just blow blow you away um so i get it more when i'm out on the road absolutely music has been the one ongoing thing in my life that always brings me joy always makes me smile yeah. always moves my heart in some sort of interesting way whether it, it breaks my heart or, or it lifts me up or you know it it has that and i think that's why i dj'd for a long time was you know, I had that ability to bring a crowd up and bring it back down and take, you, yes. you've seen it from the stage, you, you know, that roller coaster. Absolutely. Pacing absolutely yeah. makes, makes a huge difference. No question about it. Well, you know, I think, you know, there's just too much stuff to know. You can't hear everything. So I've made my peace with that, really. You know, I don't expect myself to. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, but I think also being classically trained, you know, from a age, you kind of realize, you know, that even if you listen to music and study music the rest of your life, you're never going to know it all. Yep. And that's, uh, so you that, know what I mean? I, that took me a long time to figure out. And I like, I'm married to someone who plays music and, uh, and, uh, I get, it's always surrounded my life, but I, the more, the older I get, the more I'm just like finding some jazz station on the internet and just playing that. Oh, yeah. Right? And I don't understand it, and it frightens me. But somehow, like it's it's hit a chord in this this season, of my life. But growing up in the city, that was surrounded by that too. I think a lot of his influences. You know, I mean, I try to listen to a lot of world music. I listen. You know, I just saw a brilliant BBC documentary on Miles Davis. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. They're, they're showing on their iPlayer now. But I mean, there's just some, you know, it's just been these, there were so many um, giants in the 20th century that, yep. that I think also the new century is having trouble kind of catching up. I mean, whether you're in whatever genre of music you were into, whether it was, you know, Schoenberg or Stravinsky or Philip Glass or Steve Reich or the Beatles or Jimi Hendrix or, you know, I mean, just, you know, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Charlie Parker, the list goes on and yep. on and on. Well, there is no so, bad music. That's that, so wonderful. You know what I mean? That yeah. we take up the rest of our time here on planet Earth even to listen to everything that was done. There, much less what's being done today. But that doesn't I guess the other thing that's changed because of the internet is that every child now has access to five hundred years of music on their phone, but that's the first time in history that that's ever been possible. And I don't know what any of us would have done with all of that um, information at a young age. Exactly. <laughs> would have blown my and, mind. And how intimidating to be, you know what I mean? And, and, I mean, I can't imagine having, you know, I mean, it was hard enough having put yourself up against Bach or Beethoven and stuff, but now you've got like everybody. <laughs> I, I read so my heart goes out to the younger generation. I don't think it's an easy time to be a musician. I read an interesting article a long time ago, and uh, uh, John Lennon had a like a, a beautiful classic jukebox in his his apartment in the Dakota Building, and he uh, yeah. he just loaded up with forty fives of all different genres and styles and stuff like that, and put it on free play for his kid wow. to listen to, Fantastic. which so the kid could just mix, you know, go up. Oh, I'm, I'm going to play this, I'm going to play that, and I'm play that, and and that to me is the, is the best way. And now we have that access with the internet, and yes, you know. Well, and, I lot of that that when i'm home i go back and forth between it all i listen my favorite radio station is actually a bbc station radio three and they play a big mix of world music jazz and classical modern and um the every you know so anyway i try to you know educate myself that way i grew up in a redneck town we like we had a a, a like awesome. er, early country music station and no we had a classic way. rock station. And fortunately, my brother got a job in an independent record store, like in 1979, 1980. So I started hanging out there. And that that's where it came up. Um, you were assigned a task to ask me a couple questions. Now is your chance to ask me the first question, please. Well, um, I have to confess, I didn't really spend a lot of time doing, thinking weird. about this, darling, because I'm... I'm not, I mean, I'd like to, I don't really know anything about you. So, I mean, I'd like to know, like, what is your background with music? Um, like I said, my brother, my, my, my brother worked at a record store starting in like 79 and I started hanging out there. Uh, it, my parents were not music people at all. We like, I went to church, like church music, grew awesome. up with, grew up with a, a little, uh, like, like I said, AM radio. So I'd cruise the dial and, and listen to the AM radio. I mean, this is 70, yeah. when I was a little Schaefer, uh, 72, 73. Uh, and, in the city anyway. and then uh, in high school, I, I was offered a chance to DJ a high school dance. You know, and I got two record players from friends and brought my own record collection in there and absolutely mm. fell in love with DJ culture. To the point where, I mean, I did it professionally, but I was I was never good enough to, you know, play clubs and stuff. You know, I was just a wedding DJ. I, I mean, I DJed high school dances and stuff like that. Mm. Around the time I, I got into my late 20s, I realized that, you know, I, like all the kids 
who I thought I thought I was super cool. They thought I was the old nerd guy playing records at the high school dance. So yeah. I went, I'm out. I'm done. I sold my turntables. I sold my lights. Uh, and it, it, well, it, it's um, it, it, it made me sad. Like it really made me really bummed me out for a long time. You know, yeah, I, I, that. I sold thousands and thousands of records and wow. um and then I stagnated for a while until the till the internet really started hopping. And I kind of got into it. Um, the nice thing about the podcast is I get to talk to interesting people, musicians. And, and you know, uh, yeah. I talk to a, a lot of local people here in town, but I, I've reached out to a lot of people. So, you know, I, I get to get to learn about like new bands and new songs and new books and new menus and new movies. Fantastic. And, and it's I, I've, I've been doing this for about four years now and it's what I do for a living. Mm, and yeah, it, it's strange. Um, awesome. I, but I, I've been able to, to, you know, uh, open up to like my world has opened like 10 times, you know, and, and just new ideas. And the whole, the whole concept of, of Scotch, a good conversation is for two people now virtually <laughs> to sit and have a conversation like we used to in, you know, 1981 on the, on the back of your car after a party, you know, right. where, where you didn't have a cell phone, you didn't look things up. You didn't, yeah. you know, if we wanted to figure out who produced a record, we just figured it out and, and we were probably yeah. wrong versus now everybody instinctively goes to their phone, instinctively goes, you know, to ask Siri. And I, I miss those conversations. I miss talking to my friends and I'm sorry. I, so do I, I you know, agree. It, and really something, but I, it, it's, it's been amazing to me. And, and just as far as the music goes, like that's, I, I just continue learning like every day. I, I, I love finding new bands and I love, you know, uh, well, that leads me to my second. Oh, hold question. on. I'm going to ask you some questions now. All right. No, I give you I was, the, I'm sorry. I, tell me about the live bands you in the Orlando see. What do you see? Or, cause I think Orlando's come a long way in the last few years. But, you know, I've never lived in Florida, but it seems much more interesting in town and all that. We, we've got a scene. Uh, we, we've yeah. we've got a really good music scene. We used to have a hell of a house music scene and techno, like uh, coming up in, in the 90s. And we, we had a just a, a great, like, bump in, like, house music, like a techno scene and dance music scene. Okay. Um, a lot of clubs. And then in, uh, around 92, 93, we got a mayor who, who like, the club, the bars and clubs used to be open till six in the morning. Uh -huh. And she set everything back till like two and national touring acts started stopped coming to town wow. for a long time. Uh, I, I would love is to, that, I'm sorry. I have a question. Is that when kind of the hard rock and the house of blues and Disneyland, they became kind of the only two gigs I did for, for a long, long time. Yep. Is that what happened? That yeah. Time? I think last okay. time you guys were here, you, you played, uh, uh, the Plaza theater. I'm 98% sure that's where I saw you. It's a like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they all look the same. All, all the theaters look the same from backstage. I've seen them a billion times. I forget, but yeah. We've got some really good venues. We, uh, I mean, I don't. Seems like they're having a renaissance of sorts. I don't go out to Disney property too terribly often anymore. Like I, I've seen almost every band I've ever wanted to see. I never got to see the Information Society, by the way. Um, uh, and you were on my list. <laughs> you played a bar down in West Palm uh, called Respectable Street Cafe. And I, I missed going to that show. And, and that, oh. that bummed me out. But uh, um, last time I 
House of Blues was actually with the Thompson Twins. Oh, cool. We were opening for Culture Club about three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I played with them too. But, you know, I tour with Susie Sue as well and you know a lot of other people. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. That, 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 that's, that's perfectly. That's perfect. the timing of, you know, our conversation in terms of world issues. I don't really feel at large to talk about it at the moment because I don't really know what's going on. No one knows what's going on. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, yeah, I... I I think I have no idea. Clueless. The, the best you when can do for again. They say July, but I don't know. The best you can do for you is what exactly what you're doing. You're going out and taking a walk. You know, you're 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 doing what they told you to do. Yeah, I'm in the studio. I'm recording a CD with a, a Swedish uh, singer poet named Karin Lana Hallberg. Cool. Um, she approached me a few years ago, um, and that's been wonderful. She was actually just here for a few days recording vocals, um, came from Stockholm and managed to get home right before the lockdown happened in Europe when they stopped, um, you know, when the, they shut all the borders. So our, the timing was great. And so I've probably got a month or two sit here now and um, no, and no excuses to finish up the CD. Well, <laughs> Like, so that's what I, these are the things that I'll be doing in our downtime and hopefully staying healthy and well. Oh, for creative types, I mean, I, I think it's a little easier, you know, for someone who isn't afraid to sit for a little while with their thoughts. Like I, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. healthy, you know, and fortunately for yeah. me, I started meditating like seriously uh, about a year ago. Wow. And that that's helped me immensely the last like especially the last like week and a half two weeks when things started to get really serious around here i bet well i feel badly i've got some very close friends of the family in miami west palm beach area and they're elderly and i'm really concerned about them to be honest but i guess what can you do you know give them a call that's about the only thing you can do at this point yeah yeah. i'm gonna ask you some questions now you ready Yes, sorry. Uh, that's okay. No big deal. That that's pretty much the gist of this. That's this is exactly what happens all the time. I can see my hands waving around. It's very strange to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, question number one for you: What brought you comfort in your youth and is still with you now? What well, brought me in my youth? I have to say the piano. Yeah, you play every day. Um, when I'm home. Yeah. You know, obviously on the road that's hard to do. You, but you're playing every night anyway. You're performing. But yeah, when I I think of the piano as probably my oldest friend, you know, it's been my lifelong companion and it's what I always return to. Good. Yeah. Do you play anything else? I play some guitar and I play some flute. Oh, yeah. Didn't you study flute someplace? Did I read someplace you studied flute? Uh, I studied flute, you know, as, as a child up and then played in like the school orchestra okay. and stuff. And all, but that was it. No, no. Nothing, nothing very advanced. I mean, I, I do record with it, but only in my own recordings. Yeah. You know? uh, question number two for you. Uh, what, what's normal England that you couldn't get used to when you first moved there as an American? Ooh, gosh. That's a hard question, too. But, you know, I guess um, one of the first things I was up in London, of course, the first 10 years, um, I guess you couldn't get um, a cup of coffee, really. Really? <laughs> Back then, well, yeah, before the chains came in, you know, the first, like, maybe eight to ten years I was here, you know, coffee was just Nescafe, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
they're from a jar um and like you know a cappuccino came out of a machine or like in a packet you know with condensed milk sort of thing the only place in london you could really get a cappuccino or a cafe latte you'd have to go to like the italian section in soho to their li- version of little italy but that was literally like the only place it was but there were tea tea rooms all over the place and and they had tea culture instead you know but um, I really miss, you know, having um, lived in, you know, in New York most of my life um, before that, you know, the um, I was used to the West Village and, you know, just being able to get a lot more um, diverse um, foods and things like that. I spent a couple months in Cyprus a long time ago and, uh, and uh, I, I put ice in a glass of tea. Like I made iced tea. Oh yeah! People freaked out as if they they they, they had never seen yeah. such blasphemy. You know, I was like, it's just iced tea. It's just they go uh, they they yeah they don't really have that on the side of the Atlantic, and of course the English all have it with milk, which I had for many years. Now I'm off dairy completely, so I can't anymore. But you know, it was like unthinkable that they would drink a cup of tea without milk yeah there was uh i hadn't thought about that in a while but man i i was it was like a crime against nature to put ice in tea and I, like, it's, like, it's totally. what i do it's i'm from florida i'm sorry i grew up in florida i'm not putting like i don't i don't drink sweet tea so they wouldn't even really understand that i'm sorry no i love iced tea yeah. they just don't they don't have it in england either not really <laughs> you can make it in your house that's what i do um uh, question number three for you uh how big a part we talked about this a little bit how big a part does luck play into just your life oh i think it's probably played a very large part large part from day one you know i was adopted at birth <laughs> so i think that was my first lucky break is i got um there you are Hi, I was like, sorry, I was just turning up the volume. I was um, lucky, lucky enough to be adopted by a wonderful couple. And, you know, I think that was my first advantage. And then, you know, all of this stuff. But, you know, Carl Wallinger, he's the lead singer of World Party, as he often says, you know, he says, to a certain degree, you make your own luck. I think luck is, it's a combination of, you know what I mean? What, what you, as you said, what you're willing to put yourself, situations, are you, are you um, able to leave your comfort zone? Absolutely. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with it, really. I mean, I never kind of waited for the world to drop in my lap, but my um, adopted parents were very much kind of, um, you know, World War II. They were older parents. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, so they were more a bit more, you know, perhaps settled in a certain way, but, it, um, but they had seen a lot of life already in terms of living through the Depression and World War II that sort of stuff. And so, you know, and they came from nothing. So they were very much self-made people who had moved to New York in their, you know, late teens, early twenties and just gone for it. They both were blacklisted actors, actually. Crazy. I bet you they were immensely proud of you. Like when things started going your way and, and yeah, they, they, we, we had fun. We did. We had, uh, we had a laugh for sure, but you know, it was a good time um, for New York culturally, you know, it was a lot of, Broadway and, you know, Lincoln Center and, you know, because they were kind of, they, you know, were no longer in um, Broadway, but they had been for years. So that was kind of their world. They were hip? Cool? Were they cool? They were pretty cool. As cool as parents can be. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I think so. Absolutely. No complaints there. I saw them work hard all their lives. They weren't just sitting on the couch watching television or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. To a certain degree, I think it's true. If you have those kind of role models, even though I'm probably actually much um, lazier by nature than either of them, you know, that you still kind of, you know, you get up in the morning and you practice for an hour to you know and you go for the walk and you know do the things that kind of can make make your day i don't think i mean from an outsider's point of view and i spent the last couple of days just kind of snooping around like trying to figure you out i mean uh, you don't slow down it, it's i don't see lazy in you i what i see is you enjoy what you do so it doesn't feel like work you well, know that's that's true but it's nice to stay home too once in a while you know i'm actually not really um you're doing too badly so far with all this. <laughs> so anyway, this last week, I've kind of felt like my entire body just relaxing for the first time in months because I had come home straight from two months in Australia where I was working with Steve Kilby in the middle of the bushfires. So we had <laughs> maybe you're not like, lucky. <laughs> uh, no, no joke. I'm serious. It has been a crazy year. Crazy year. Um, I'm glad, just glad to be sitting here and, you know, having this chat. It's, it's probably it pretty good for your mental life. health to be home, like not bouncing from hotel room to, to venue, to bus, to hotel room, not to venue, this, to bus. Not in this environment. It's yeah. It's too out there right now. Normally we love it. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's like, you know, we, we, it's kind of funny because just the nature of living on buses is, you know, if one person gets sick, everybody gets sick because of the ventilation systems mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we touch all the same stuff. So in a way, like we're kind of really ultra alert to this sort of thing already. I got a good, because we're always trying not to get sick from one another. Got a good buddy who, uh, <laughs> they were on their way to Europe with the band he tours with and that oh. the plane turned around and landed in. What? He's, he's home with his family, you know, and, and, uh, fortunately they, you know, hopefully he'll be able to keep his job. He's a tour manager, you know, oh. hopefully he'll be able to keep his job, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's affected a lot of people. We're going to take a long time to figure out what the new normal is going to be. I agree. You know, it's, uh, Absolutely. uh, I'm going to do a commercial right here. Okay. It's fun to eat supper with your family, especially when there is good food on the table. That's right, you just never took time before to find how good food can taste. Mother is pleased and proud. Before you take a drink, chew your food well and swallow it. Chew and chew. Doesn't it taste extra good that way? It tastes so good, you want to eat every bite. Dinner, good conversation chewing our food just like our mothers would on the microphone available everywhere you can find good podcast have you been injured on the go remember just call mo just call mo.com if you're like me Right now, there's two things you want to do. You want to help the community out by supporting local. And you want to drink craft beer. 
Red Light Red Light Beer Parlor has been doing craft beer locally here in Central Florida since the beginning of the craft beer movement, and they're going to continue doing it. Right now, they're open, selling beer to go to you. Sundays and Mondays from noon to 6, closed Tuesdays because they need time to rest too, and open every other day from noon to 9. Award-winning craft beer, and you can get beer to go from any one of their 300 bottles and cans. Red Light Red Light Beer Parlor is conveniently located in the Audubon Park Garden District at 2810 Kareen Drive. Support local, drink craft beer, tell them we sent you Red Light Red Light Beer Parlor. And we are back. Uh, this part of the show is brought to you by Compass Box Whiskey. If it wasn't, uh, what time is it here? Uh, 12.45 in the afternoon, I'd probably have a glass of scotch in my hands. And if you enjoy whiskey, Compass Box, you could not do uh, better. It's, it's beautiful scotch. And it's available pretty much anywhere. If you go into a bar, ask for it uh, and grab a bottle for yourself. And your button guy, he makes buttons. He makes buttons for my podcast. He can make buttons for your band or your podcast or anything. Uh, the only way to get a hold of him is on Facebook and Instagram. Your button guy is my button guy. Uh, question number four for you. What are your top three rules for your life right now? Hmm. Don't have a lot of rules. Really. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your hands, wash your hands. That should be number one. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I've, I've gone way beyond that actually. You know, I've got, I bought a whole box of like, I've got a full box of latex gloves. I never leave the house without them at the moment, to be honest. So I guess that is a rule for this week or whatever. Yeah, I guess, you know, just trying to stay positive and self-sufficient. Cool, yeah, that, that, that'll, that'll, you know, positive mental attitude has gotten me pretty far. Like I I, I was blessed to have some, some great, uh, like people in my life when I was a kid and they would keep me on that track. And it, I don't know. It's I, I tell Dee, Dee my wife, you know, if we wake up tomorrow morning and the sun is shining, that's pretty much a good chunk of the battle. You know, I, I think we're, we're going to be, we got that part taken care of us. And if it's not shining, like if it's, you know, there's something wrong with the sun, we got bigger problems. So we, we've been just kind of powering through every day. It, we, we're fortunate in, in the sense that she had some vacation time and she's, nice. uh, She's probably going to be able to work from home. I can do this, right. you know, uh, I, I kind of, you know, and it's about adapting and changing and kind of rolling with the punches, the, you yeah. know, the best you can. And, yes. uh, you know, and that, that's, you know, we, we've been home where we we're around each other a lot anyway. Like I, I generally enjoy being nice. with her. Um, right. I, I love being with her. She's my best friend. But th this oh. is this is the most we've been together for for uh, like a little while, shy of just going on like vacation someplace. Yeah, uh, you know we haven't we haven't really got any fights. The place is clean. <laughs> you know, it's, it's I think we're uh, we're doing we're doing okay. Uh, question number five for you. This is an email. I got probably three more questions for you. Sure. And emails are sponsored by uh, one of my favorite bars in the world. It's called the Nook on Robinson. And right now, as we speak, they are closed. Uh, and they're not opening anytime soon. So here's what I need you to do, listeners, and especially if you live in Orlando, give the Nook on Robinson a follow on social media so you can know when they're opening. And you can know the minute they open their doors to go over there and spend money with them and spread love with them. And and when when we all can get together and, and have a glass of, of beer together, 
that's probably the place I'm going to be. The Nook on Robinson. Uh, they're beautiful. They're everything about art and music and and poetry and and beer. It, it's 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 one of my favorite places to go, and I can't wait for it to open again. Um, if you want to email me, email me over at Scotts and Good Conversation at Gmail dot com if it doesn't suck i will read it this one's title is r.i.p james lipton came to me a little while ago you know who james lipton is i don't oh he he uh that's okay he he was a famous interviewer here and uh, he would inter he's interviewed every de niro uh uh tom cruise he interviews everybody Ah. And uh, this just basically the email says I stole these questions from him for you to use and these are the last three questions he asked what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. Well, it's probably if I had to pick one, you know, I'd probably try to do something in the visual arts. Yeah, that's what you went to school for that, you said, right? Well, I only went Took to school for video and electronic music. Okay, so all right. It was um, not visual arts oriented, but yes, I've always had a um, strong interest in it in them. And that's part of why I enjoy the Instagram stuff. You, you do that well. And the, the second part of this email is, uh, and this is a James Lipton question. If, if heaven exists and you got up to the pearly gates, what would you want God to say to you when you got there? <laughs> well done. <laughs> Bravo. Come on in. Uh, it's signed Chris. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Chris emails me from time to time and he always has interesting questions. If you want to email me, email me over at scotchagoodconversation at gmail.com and odds are I'll read it. Here is a commercial. Life is crazy lately, right? Last thing you want to do is worry about what you're going to eat tonight. Truffle, mac, and cheese. You want it, La Femme du Fromage has got it. Give them a call, 407-571-9947. You can order that or you can order anything from their extensive menu, plus beer, plus wine. You just roll right up to the East End Market, run in and grab it. No hassle, no crowds, and everything is delicious, locally made. La Femme du Fromage is Orlando's cheese shop give them a follow on all the social media to keep up what's going on and make sure you support local let them know you heard about them on scotch and good conversation have you been injured on the go remember just call mo just call mo Com. Question number six for you. One more after this. Uh, when you're not on the road, what do you miss about being on the road? I miss the camaraderie. Yeah. I miss my buddy. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, you've been with the same band for, you know, for longer than right. I've been doing this. <laughs> longer than I've been married. Uh, and, and uh, you know, that that's cool that you guys get along. And you're, you're the only female in the band, correct? Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? How's the, uh, you get your own dressing room? You got to get your own dressing room. Right? Hell no. <laughs> you don't get your own dressing room? You've seen us like a thousand furs in their underwear? <laughs> so, but I've been the only girl in the band since Information Society. Yeah, yeah. With very few exceptions. I've been touring 35 years now, and I've only been played for women for maybe three or four of those 35 years. There was two years with Natalie Merchant, 10,000 Maniacs, mm -hmm. and then 
um, Susie Sue for a year in 2008. Yeah. So yeah, it's been few and far between. I bet you're tough. You're tough. You can hold your own, can't you? Well, you have to. That's what <laughs> seriously. But that's what I got growing up with my god brothers. You know, you learn to sink or swim yeah. from the early age. <laughs> uh, and the last question. Uh, who do you know that I don't know who, who should come on this podcast? See, this is the part where I get you to to give me guests. See, it's a trick. It's all a big trick. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. Actually, I would um, recommend Steve Kilby. Yeah. I, lead singer of the church. If, if you... He's great at, at with interviews. I, they, they're high on my list if ever bands. Actually, that might be the last band I went out to Disney property to see was the oh, church. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, if if you talk to him, tell him I said hi. Ask him if he wants to come on Yay. and shoot me an email. Uh, thank, do. thank you so much. Did you have fun? This has been a delight. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's I, been great. I'd like to think it's not your normal uh, podcast interview. <laughs> um, it's Psychedelic First, your band you're in right now. Uh, give them a follow if you're not following them out to keep up when the new record comes out because I've heard the new singles. They're yes. great. I, I listened to them both a couple times this afternoon. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, big thanks to the modern music movement. They, they set this up. My buddy Nick reached out to you and he, he was great. like, she said yes and you took the ball and run with it. I will put links in the show notes to the modern music movement. The haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation, which you actually didn't get to hear, was written by my buddy CJ Mask. He produces, he writes, he tours. Well, he doesn't tour right now. If you need something with your music, get at me. I will hook you up with CJ because I'm sure he can use the work. Uh, I've got another podcast called Dinner and Good Conversation. It's a lot like this, only we sit at a table with people and chew on the microphone with our mouths full of food. It's, it's, it's just a dumb, dumb idea. <laughs> Uh, follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash scotchinggoodconversation. Amanda, thank you so much. I, I really do appreciate it. This has been a delight. Thank you. You have, you have a, a, uh, a wonderful afternoon. A PFT Media Production.